Hey guys, welcome to episode 32 of Biomast. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, we've got a few folks on the live stream and as usual, we'll be waiting for a whole lot of you to be downloading this on iTunes this week. Uh, we are back on our normal time, as many of you can tell, uh, and, and we've got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, we always say that and we always say it's interesting and all that good stuff, but really do. There's a big patch coming out this week and we've got quite a few. Whoa, we're not on the live stream yet. You're killing me, Zell. No, we're not streaming. No. Oh. Well, period. that's awesome. So we're not going to edit this out so you guys can see exactly how bad my show management skills are. I've only got it up to like level two. It's okay. But I am saving some boosters for that. So uh, as I was saying before, uh, Zill corrected me, which for the record, this is probably the only time he's going to get anything right in the show. But we'll, we'll just mark that one up. Um, we do have uh, quite a few guests on tonight, so we're going to get right into it. And I would be remiss if I did not uh, mention that we have a sponsor. I don't know if anybody knows this. The uh, Limited Off-World Logistics League, or the LOL, it's a league of dedicated lodgies, and as we like to say, we're here to make sure you don't suck. So, with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into the intros. Uh, Iron Wolf Saber. Hello, this is CPM1 Iron Wolf Saber, and I'm currently a CPM Nautilus this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pokey? I'm Pokey Draper from OSG Planetary Operations and co-host here on Biomast. And SMB. Uh, yeah, Sir Manboy here, one of the directors over at Molan Labe, member of CPM1, and a colonel according to the uh, loyalty uh, system. So, you know, you can call me colonel if you like. You can call me brigadier, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, and Sriazel. I'm Sriazel, CPM1, um, in a leader in the Top Men Alliance, and a co-host here on the show. Awesome. And Rotati? Yes, I am uh, CCP Rotati. And I'm the uh, head of Dust514, I guess we'd call it that. I think you outrank us all. That's that's pretty good, brother. Also a colonel. Very well, then. Uh, and I'm Jason Larrison. I'm a member of OSG Planetary Operations on the Dust side, and I fly with Agony Unleashed on the Eve side. And uh, again, as you guys have all noticed, we have uh, CCP Rattati with us. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where I think uh, the Dust community, if – if there's ever a group of gaming gamers that want information, it's folks that play CCP games, I think, and they uh, are, are, are hungry for information. But what they really like is the dialogue that uh, the devs from CCP Shanghai and CCP uh, Iceland, you know, th this is like that dialogue that you guys generally establish with your player community is clearly hands down one of the best in the gaming industry. And we really appreciate you coming on. Um so with that, what we'd like to do is kind of jump right into it. We've got a, uh, a pretty big patch coming out this week. And what we'd kind of like to do is talk a little bit about some of the features going on in that patch this week. And I'd like to turn this over to CCP or Toddy for just a minute or two and kind of let us know what are some of the big highlights coming out in uh, patch 1.10. Yep. Uh, happy to do that. <clears throat> so uh, 1.10 is coming out. Not everyone was expecting that, actually. Uh, we call it the anti-cash grab patch in-house. Uh, our headline uh, features are, of course, daily missions that we are kind of running as a uh, nuclear experience as well. We're uh, doing our best to teach players through doing, not by reading. And uh, that's... We were looking really forward to uh, seeing uh, what happens with our new players. Uh, it's, of course, obviously also for the veterans. Uh, people have been asking for more content, you know, some, you know, give me a special reason to log in today or something. So 
there'll be uh, prizes or rewards or rewards for uh, completing missions and, you know, a special mission, uh, special reward for uh, completing all of the daily missions. That that's kind of the headline feature. It took us the uh, the brunt of the the work to get that in. Uh, we should have had that in probably for a you know launch or something. But you know, live you learn. Uh, the second feature, main feature, uh, is I'd call it just user experience. More veteran uh, stuff in game. <clears throat> you know, to spice up the uh, the actual gameplay. You know, these uh, you know PC and and uh, many of the the uh, uh, battles have become quite kind of you know stale in a sense. Not not much has changed in tactics in the last six to nine months, I guess. Uh, so we're spicing that up with uh, orbital strikes, and uh, I think that's going to be great. It's the uh, we call it play counterplay uh, method or design that we don't want to kind of just go in as a dev and, and fix the situation. We'd rather that the player have the tools or the weapons to fix that situation yourself. So uh, we talked about uplink spam, high uh, rooftops, etc. And I think uh, we'll be able to kind of see what happens with that and, and give the players the tools to, to fight uplink spam. You know, we had drop ships doing the front of the work, but now we can kind of jump in and fix it yourself. Uh, we actually created a, a tiny uh, flux strike. Uh, if you played Factional Warfare or, or PC, you've, you've known that the EMP uh, orbital strike is quite big. But the uh, new smaller or we call it minor flux strike uh, is meant for basically everyone. It's uh, a tiny radius. It's one or two two shots of uh, compared to 24 on the on the other one, mm. uh, and it's and it's meant to not only be a, a that counter tool, but it's also meant for new players and you know intermediate players to actually experience that gameplay. You know. You can't solo warbard strike uh, for about 5,000k unless you're like a super veteran. Uh, but 300 war points, you'll get that notification. You'll ask yourself, what is it? You'll try it out. You'll probably die while you're figuring it out. But you know, later you'll be able to kind of get that feeling of, of raw power, something shooting from outer space into this combat uh, situation based on your your uh, advice, basically. Blueberry so, light. I, I love it. <laughs> I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna have to tune it probably. You know the prices and the 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 radii, the radii, and uh, etc. But we're I think it's it's the right thing to do, and it's gonna be a fun thing to experience. No, I uh, think more, you're right. Yeah. Uh, questions or or kind of comments on that? It's a monologue. <laughs> um, actually, I did have a couple of questions if you don't mind. Um, Go. Let's see. The the first one I think is. The, the missions that you mentioned, I think you, you kind of indicated that was one of your um, sort of the, the, the marquee features for this patch. Can you describe like what some of those missions would be like? What would a player see, for example, as a mission of the day? Uh, so we, we kind of went back to the basics and also tried to uh, create a foundation for tracking all kinds of or most things that you do in a game. Uh, to kind of prepare for uh, more complex events and also feedback or live feedback on events that has been uh, missing for our events since since launch. Uh, you, you basically your uh, event tracker is a pencil and a piece of paper on the, on your sofa. Uh, so you know that's that said, uh, we you know the missions we've created probably 30 missions, 30 40 missions. It's easy to do. 
make the missions. We made sure that the uh, they're all kind of server side, so we can just jump in and, and add more. Uh, we try to take most of the uh, the basically current metrics or or what do you call it? Uh, you know, items that that the server tracks. So a case is uh, you know get 500 war points, get six kills, get drop uh, spawn on uplinks, uh, die. Uh, walk, run, uh, assist kills from vehicle, kills in vehicle. You know, m most of these things are are, are uh, available. We don't have the kind of a second layer down, which I, which is for the next iteration, would be to you know, kills in scout, killing scouts in heavy, like that kind of combination. We don't mm -hmm. have that yet, or kills with a specific weapon, and then you can go down to you know, uh, killing scouts with sniper rifles. So we're not there yet, but that's that's where we're heading. Uh, we currently have the, the first layer down and working. Okay. No, I mean, that sounds pretty good, actually. It's very reminiscent of some of the uh, the the events we had a long time ago, uh, like some of the Mordu's events, things like that, where it's hack so many points, blow up so many installations, you know, that kind of thing. So it, really, it was really more than about just um, – securing kills, you know, that kind of thing. It was a little, a little bit wider brush of, of activities in the game. So I, I think that's actually a, a pretty neat thing. And it probably, and as you develop more into it, or it gets a little bit more complex with what you can add, you can probably uh, have some pretty, pretty good fun with it, actually, you know, <laughs> like a, a thousand extra war points for heavy kills with a Nova knife. And you're something mildly humorous, but, you know, pretty pretty challenging like that i mean there's a lot of things that you could do with that kind of system and, and like you said it's one of the it's a good case of maybe one of those things that probably should have been brought in brought into the game much earlier in its life cycle um but you know the fact that you're adding it i think is a, is a huge positive um so uh, any, anything else on the on the missions or i mean that's a pretty good run, rundown i'm just curious if there's anything else you had uh no but we we do have uh uh, strengths of a mission, so there will be a you know easy, medium, or or hard variety of each mission. So uh, giving more rewards based on the strength. So uh, we intended it to uh, for a new player. You know, it, it's going to be easy to rack up five or six missions probably uh, okay. for for a veteran. But new players, you know, and there's a there's a kind of uh, we made sure that. And we tried to make it give it a fun name, but we also tried to give it a, a kind of rather detailed uh, explanation in lieu of a, a uh, you know a tutorial. I don't like a tutorial right now. It's it's too kind of you know go do this, do this, do this. Uh, these missions will kind of teach you what to do in game. So okay, you know, the hacker the hacker objective is you know, hack three objectives. There's another called hack second secondary objectives, etc. And it, it has a description, you know, go hack these things because they are, you know, vital to the enemy or et cetera. So it's going to give you also a, a kind of insight into the game before you start playing. Okay. No, I mean, that sounds like, a, like I said, I think you're laying the groundwork for a really cool system right now. Uh, and I, I, like I said, I, I kind of dig it. Uh, just a quick note on the... Uh, the uh, flux war barge strikes uh, that you're going to offer out. Just just to be clear, it's 300 war points is the entry uh, for that initial minor flux strike, and then you can obviously just save that and either drop multiples of those or save it up for a uh, you know like a, an actual lethal war barge strike. Correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You can I, save save up, and and that's a, a new feature. So you you basically get a uh, you know you're earning war points. 
and you have one war points and you bring up the uh, off map support, you'll see all the available uh, uh, strikes and you know you spend your war points on those. You know, so you can well, either do 10, 10 of three hundred, one of three thousand. You're up to you. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit, but uh, I think we think we got it. Um, you said it was a pretty small, a pretty small radius. What is it? In the design, it was supposed to, uh, you know, uh, be around a an HAV or. A, oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's it's only meant to, you know, uh, be a what do you call it? Uh, it's only meant to interrupt operations, not like totally destroy them. No, I, so, I, I think that's a good plan, though, like a very small focus strike. I actually have a quick question about the uh, the strikes. So currently, right now, once you uh, reach the threshold for an orbital, only the squad leader can drop the orbital. So with these new strikes, um, will anyone be able to drop any tier of orbital within the squad, or is there a point when it switches from a personal orbital to a squad orbital? No, it's uh, squad only, and even the solo ones are squad only. So people will have to squad up, and we'll try to you know teach people to do that. That's uh, I, uh, it, it's both a hindrance and a good thing. Uh, I want people to squad up, but I also don't want solo players that that don't know about it to lose out. So we'll have to try to uh, you know pop that up into some of our internal messaging. Yeah, no, that's a good point. A lot of times when I would uh, when I would run solo, I would basically start a, a squad uh, with just myself in it and lock it because it was it was pretty routine for me to pull a solo war barge uh, during during the given point of a match. So that's that's one of the things that would probably you'd have to educate folks on is like the mechanics of being able to even access the war barge strike. But uh, again, I th I think it's a pretty interesting interesting dynamic of adding sort of that. Um, tiered battlefield effects that you can bring into the game. So it's a good tactical decision of do you choose the uh, the more targeted, less lethal strike that may be great right now to get that rooftop camper out of your way, or uh, do you want to really want to save it up for like a lethal strike to clear an objective, those kind of things. So I, I like I said, I like it. I think it's a it does two things for you. And just like you said, it gives um, probably uh, less experienced players a access to that style of mechanic because I think everybody remembers like the first time you ever drop a war barge strike it's it's pretty cool um, and then the the next thing you do is it really does add some tactical depth to the game so that's that's actually pretty cool um, now I think a couple you have a couple other things coming out in this one are, are you guys looking at updating the uh, the scanning system in this patch yeah absolutely can I ask why you locked the squad? Well, yes, sure. It, it kind of depends. Like if I like sometimes I would do it for a personal challenge. Like I wanted to know if I could drop the war barge by myself. Uh, that was one reason. And other reasons, you know, frankly, it was generally because I was busy or I wasn't going to be able to be on comms. So if I start a squad and I'm the squad leader, but I can't talk for like real life reasons, like my kids around or something like that. Um, I don't really think that's fair to the squad, if that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, sometimes so I'll do that. Yeah, I, I just let people hang on to me if they want. So at least they know there's a squad out there if they want. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's no problem. Yeah, uh, on scanning, uh, yes, absolutely. So this is the probably the most heated topic. Do you want to do that or bandwidth first? Uh, well, yeah, let's go and touch on the scanning. They're, they're contended for the same crown. No, I, honestly, I, I don't think you're going to find a lot of uh, contention. I think a lot of people there. There's, 
you know, it's very hard to, to convey context when, when you deal with the, the forum crowd of which all of us in the, in the discussion today are part of that. But uh, it, let's, let's talk about scanning first, because that is definitely a, a clear change to uh, how fo what folks in Dust call E-War. Now, if you play EVE, that's not exactly E-War. Um, there's a lot of other components of E-War that are in EVE that aren't really replicated in Dust. Uh, but it, it's basically always been a war between scanning and dampening and the different suit types based on what you are. So, uh, And I think it, what it looks like you're doing is basically adding some depth to the actual mechanics of scanning to a degree as, as best you can. And it looks like there's actually some role changes. Uh, and if you could get into that, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Yep. Uh, the, uh, the old system. So the new system, let's start with that is, uh, the, the three concentric circles of, of, uh, of, uh, scan fall off call that with the, uh, the best precision or the lowest, uh, close to and the worst. So you still on? Am I bringing up? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you're a little bit. Okay, I'll try to be close to the mic. So uh, the old system was too binary, and uh, a dynamic system where you kind of, you know, you have infinite circles of uh, is is too, let's say, comp computationally intensive on the server. So we we went with three, and uh, it's something that we actually didn't think was possible before we tried it. Uh, and then it, it became apparent that it was quite possible and, and not even that difficult to program. So uh, we just jumped on it uh, because I wanted to fix the, the binary system. Now, it, we can't have just one type of person who can scan all these things and, and one type of, of role that can circumvent it and everyone else is just left out. Uh, so there's there's a few things that, that are difficult. And, and, and what I'm seeing is that when everyone hates the system or or likes the system equally, then I've done something wrong. Right, right. So scouts were crazy and the salts or mediums. So, you know, something was probably done that's gonna mess up their game and we'll see how it kind of, you know, washes out. Uh, the, the, the main thing is that we wanted players, all players to be able to lock out a, uh, a dampened role. Let's, let's just, Instead of just saying scouts, I'll just instead of saying dampened rolls, I'll just say scouts. Everyone wanted to lock out scouts from you know backstabbing you or shotgunning you in the back. Sure. And I think that's a fair uh, you know given that we have e war, I think that's a fair kind of uh, proposal. I think since we have e war and we have these mechanics, everyone should be able to kind of see something. Uh, most games don't have e war. And I get shotgunned in the back in most games, and I don't cry about it. But since we have it, let's let's utilize it and let players fit into that if they want to. Uh, heavies, mediums, you know, let them take part. Uh, so we the, the 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 closest circle, the short circle, we kind of give it give it a a strong boost of fit plus or minus fifty percent to the precision, uh, making it possible to scan dampened. Well, double damp scouts at, I, I think, two, two precision modules, which is, uh, you know, try to fit it into, you know, one one module against another module is, is kind of, you know, locks each other out. So he needs the third to lock out the two, two, two precision models. So that's basically giving them a fighting chance. Uh, however, we didn't want to break 
the uh, kind of the uh, design that we had, which was scouts are the e-war specialists, and they are supposed to be able to dampen under almost everything. And given their, if they dedicate themselves to the role, so Galente scouts will still be able to, if they fully dampen, and, and uh, I can't remember exactly if all of the scouts can break all of the scans if they are uh, fully damped and cloaked. But that was kind of, you know, uh, we'll see where it washes out. We'll see where the meta goes uh, because the, the short range is tiny and uh, it is actually just six meters uh, and uh, you can grow it or kind of increase it with your passive passive uh, skills, which is good. Uh, a hefty 50% growth there, but you know, 50% of a small number is a small number. So it's it's still a couple of meters. And if you put on one, one uh, amplifier as well, you know, it's up to 10, maybe 12 meters if you're, if you, uh, uh, calculate it. Okay. And, and, uh, that gives the scout definitely, let's say a, a scout is dampening to, to break most scans, uh, it gives him that, you know, he has to cross a potential line of fire from six to, you know, from zero to eight meters on the average, maybe. And I think that's a, that's a fair game. You, I, I, I never liked the fact that you could basically idle behind someone at zero meter uh, proximity. It's just silly. Now, you should see him. There's a, you know, everyone has tactical awareness of just like looking around without looking around. So it, I felt that was really gimmicky. Uh, I like people to have a tiny, strong circle. And I think most people wanted it. And, you know, uh, I think that's what I, the majority of, of players wanted was not to be able to be killed so easily by scouts. Uh, let's if, if you jump from scouts to or kind of that circle, you can you, we can definitely uh, take into account that by uh, the 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 uh, long circle is now way kind of less powerful than the old passive scan. So we had to have a stronger, the same and worse. So in effect, we have nerfed scanning overall, definitely. And we, I think we all agree that the, the passive scans, you know, the, the, the wall hacks that everyone complained about were too far reaching and they needed to be taken down. So uh, the medium is now the old, basically, and the, uh, the long range is kind of a, a nice awareness circle. It's, it's going to catch undamped people but not really going to, you know, save anyone. You're going to catch sentinels. You're going to catch the heavy frames easy. You're going to catch lazy or undamped medium assaults, uh, but you're not going to catch much else than that. But it's, I, I think it's that's still a fair. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's a very fair way that you're looking at it. And, and the fact that you're, uh, you know, trying to establish, you know, I, I understand that there's some technical challenges with having like a true fall off, but uh, I think the way that you're doing with the concentric rings idea, it will add a lot to the gameplay. So I do think that's good. And you, you're making an interesting shift in the meta where the scouts effectively retain sort of their, their supremacy in damps specifically, but you're opening up uh, the scanning component to other classes. So I think, I think that is actually a very positive move. Uh, I'm just curious, anybody else have any thoughts on this in the room? Well, I think it's uh, it's it's definitely going to be a great system. Uh, you know, Ritati's pretty much said everything that needs to be said about the way the community feels about how scouts have 
been able to sort of just come up out of nowhere and troll us just by, you know, shotgunning us in the back or Nova knifing us in the back with really no sense of urgency. You know, the thing I like about this new system is they actually have to rely on some of their other um, characteristics, speed and agility to actually finish the deal um, to get the kill. So, you know, it's going to be less trolly and it's going to rely on them to actually, you know, use their attributes and use their skills as a player to, you know, actually kill the prey that they're hunting instead of being able to just sort of casually walk up behind us and ruin our day. So um, I think it's a great thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the uh, directional arrows or, are going to be also, that is probably kind of a bigger change to scouts. Or I, scouts. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think that's I think, a lot of people don't realize how useful those directional uh, carrots are over the on your overhead. Uh, as opposed to just seeing the uh, the red dot. The other interesting thing is that that's going to make uh, some of the active scanners much more popular, the ones that have uh, sort of the longer show time for your squad. Yep, which is exactly what I want. I don't want the only scouting mechanic to be a Caldari scout in a in a hole somewhere. And, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely uh, something we want. We also wanted Loggies to have a chance at pa being a passive scanner. Uh, sure. They're not going to sure. be as as powerful as the MR scout. I think they can go down to a simil similar level of uh, scanning. However, if they dedicate every single thing that they have, but they're going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a walk in a park to survive in that loggy as well as he's not going to have the native skills that the, the scout does have. So the scout is definitely still a big player in the, in the uh, scouting game. Uh, in the uh, scanning game, but loggies can be a part of it, and that's what I want. I want everyone to be, it, it be possible for them to be a part, not just like you're an idiot loggie. You're never going to play PC. Yeah, I you know I think your your approach. Uh, I know it, it's challenging to a lot of people, like like any changes, and that's that's okay. But I think you hit it on something that I had not considered. You know, I, I just. I sort of paid attention to the scanning, uh, like the scanning thread, you know, I was tracking that it was a feature in the upcoming patch, but the way you describe it, which is basically how do you, uh, how do you create the system or how do you adjust the system so that everybody can to some degree, at least compete in it. And that's one of the few, probably one of the few things we have in dust where really nobody else could compete other than the scouts. Uh, so I, I do think that that's actually a, a pretty solid change overall for the game. Uh, and I do applaud you for making it. I know, I know it's one of those things where, and there's a, there's change everywhere that we look at that is, uh, either sometimes hard to understand, frankly, um, or, or you may not agree with, or you may agree with wholly and other people don't, but it's one of those things where I think it, it's taking a bold step in terms of how you shape the mechanics of the game. Um, one of the other things that you're, you've been doing also is the bandwidth change, which uh, also affects the Logi class. And, and it's kind of interesting that uh, you've got two, f like in any other release, I think e either bandwidth or the, the scanning change would be uh, a fairly major deal. <laughs> but, you're, but you're putting both in one, which means it's a, it's a pretty significant drop in terms of uh, uh, a change or an adjustment to probably how the game's going to be played. Uh, so now the bandwidth concept ha has been kicking around for a long time, but that's one of those things that uh, I think you just felt the time was right. And then you were able to uh, apply the technical measures to do it. And if you could kind of segue a little bit into that, I would appreciate it. 
Yeah, uh, I was confident that they wouldn't overlap in gameplay, even with the big changes. So I, I felt fine in, in combining them. You know, they're they're def they they don't overlap in any specific gameplay way. Like you know, uh, nerfing a a a tank and boosting AV. You know, it's not that kind of thing. It's just two separate features that want to fix. Both of these actually were things that I had thought about for for a long time. And you know, when I asked the question, can this be done? Well, do we want to do this? Yes. Uh, can it be done? Yes. Let's just do it, and we'll we'll tweak it. Uh, and I think I think uh, the community feedback before both of these was incredibly useful uh, because I would have put something you know to the best of my ability and maybe probably talking to the CPM, but uh, honing this with 25 or 30 pages of, of discussion was very useful, even if everyone who partook in the uh, conversation didn't get what they wanted, uh, specifically on the on the scanning profile. So the, the scouts say, I listened to the mediums and they, they, the barbershop was in flames. And uh, the same thing happened with the uh, mediums where I obviously listened to everything that the barbershop said and, and fixed that. So. Uh, two oh two come on! Everybody, everybody knows that you're secretly a member of the barbershop and you got like a little ring. You know, you got a secret handshake. You know, we know all that. Yeah, come on, man. It's just funny because uh, I tracked it before in the e, e forums before I started doing any dust or before we started doing dust. Was that if you'd run two separate threads on the e forums, uh, a Kaldari buff and a uh, Mar buff, you'd basically get the end result of both threads would be. Uh, CCB hates our race and loves the other race. So <laughs> that's a fair uh, point. <laughs> it, there's no uh, black and white in this. Only, only gray. So uh, bandwidth. We talked about it for years, actually, literally years. And you know, we again thought it was more difficult to implement. Uh, it wasn't. Just took a little time. Um, authoring all these kind of uh, attributes and making sure that they uh, all carry through in the right places. But in the end, we got a great result, I think, uh, especially, especially with, uh, well, let's step one way back, the bandwidth, explain the bandwidth. Uh, everyone gets a bandwidth uh, that they can basically play with or utilize. All equipment or all deployable equipment uh, utilizes that bandwidth. And if you use more of that bandwidth and you, then you, you go over your bandwidth, you start destroying the old deployables. Uh, it's called FIFO, first one in, first one out in uh, logistics. Okay. And, uh, and disappeared again. It's a button. Uh, roles. Yep. Definitely. I want there to be a, a demand for a loggy in a, in a team. That's what I want. I want it to be a pull, pull uh, relationship with the team, not a kind of push. So everyone should have a loggy and everyone should use loggy and, and many people should play loggies, proper loggies. And uh, I think we've we've uh, we honed the system. I went out with a simple system and people came gave me feedback and and you know we gave we cut remotes down to three using using three bandwidth and even increased the uh, the uh, scout bandwidth from from two four six or four six eight to actually uh, three six uh, six nine twelve. To make sure that they, you know, could keep two or three remotes, which is a kind of essential gameplay for for scouts. And uh, we also went down to two for proximity mines. We also want to boost those or buff in a in a later patch, but uh, they're not really good enough. So 
uh, I think we listen to everyone. I think the, the end result is fair. If you accept that bandwidth is going to be a feature, if you don't, nothing's fair. But I think we end up with a really good result. The, you know, I actually have a couple of quick questions for you. So it looked basically like you, you picked a base value of four for all equipment. Then you adjusted north or south of that based on the type of equipment or what you wanted to achieve with the equipment. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah. And four, it could have been, you know, two when we're in decimals or six or you know, four sure. is a nice number. Divide, no, no, I, I like it. Yeah, I like the system. I, I thought it was good, but I, I did. I did have one quick question for you. So I saw the first, I saw the run of numbers that came out, and and having the equipment having different. There's kind of a two part question. So part one, um, understanding that the base value of equipment is four, and then some are some are a little bit north of that, and some are a little bit south. Um, what struck me was that you definitely increased the the bandwidth on things like triage hives, uh, like Alatex or. Uh, where Comey's things like that uh, to six, which was interesting. But what I've I've generally heard the most people complain or get concerned about is uplinks, which remained at a four. And I've kind of joked about it, but you're kind of like opening a black hole up, which is that's what the description is to you know to spawn people. Wouldn't that have like a higher higher bandwidth? Uh, sure, and. I can we can uh, we should definitely take a look at you know the the, the better hives uh, the better links actually I actually think we need to overall and this may maybe not I never told anyone this but we need to nerf uh, uplinks a little bit I think they carry too much they have too many charges and they have too many uh, spawns on each uplink uh, so I I would I was going to tackle it that way instead. Okay. No, I, I think that's, and that's something that a lot of us had talked about. And, and I mean, I've even mentioned that if, if that was a, a driving factor for if, if uplinks were being spammed too much, almost treat it like how, how the, uh, the grenades were treated where you lower sort of the, the carried or the deployable amount and something like that. But up to um, me, I, I can't really hear anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was, uh, I was saying that that's, that would be a similar take on how we treated the grenades where you lowered, I think the carried amount of their grenades. Is that about right? Yes. Uh, that, that uh, maybe we punished grenades a little bit for some for some uh, past discretions, but that's something we can fix. But yes, uplinks are just too uh, are very good now, and it's, it's a lot of uh, spamming going on. But I, I'm just let's I thought let's just go through this pass and see what happens. Uh, the triages were definitely you know uh, you know you, you jump into a loggy throughout your triages and then go back into sentinel and and you're you know. You're set for life. That's not something I want. And also that, you know, whatever you call it, roach hole or something in the uh, the uh, Galente Research Facility, where that that supply depot room is just filled with tries. I'm fine with, yep. you know, yep. making that more difficult. Well, I, this is something that I've again. It's one of those where, um, you know, had somebody had somebody asked like, hey, how do we cut down equipment span? But nobody brought up the word bandwidth. I think one of the first things a lot of guys that run dedicated logic would have said is, can you put a buffer around supply depots where you can't have active equipment? Because that's really where you see a lot of kind of like garbage hives and garbage uplinks that are that are probably eating up game performance. Uh, the Galente Research Facility is a great example of that. Yeah, I actually don't know that we have that ability, but we do have that ability for uh, the RDVs to not be able to land somewhere. So 
the system obviously ha has some kind of a place, uh, placement lo logic that we might be able to use. So just put that on in Trello. Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. Now, I guess, you know, and sort of this is the, you know, sort of my rounding out question on bandwidth, which, by the way, for the record, I, I will not shy away from the fact that I, I had much hate and invective towards the bandwidth idea. I'm, I'm not generally a fan of it. However, I know it's going to be a feature. So what really what my focus is and what I tell a lot of people that that kind of get ragey about game mechanics is you, you get a fair shot to say your piece on something. But when it's when it's either when the decision's made, it's either going to be in the game or some form of it's going to be in the game. Then if you if you're that passionate about it, then what you really need to do is figure out how do you optimize that feature? How do you make that feature the best? And that's why I'm much more interested about things like the bandwidth numbers and not is it going to be a thing? I think that's decided and, and I'm OK with that. Um, but one of, one of the things that I, I am a little bit concerned about, and it's not necessarily just about bandwidth, but when you get into something where the tiering is so sharp, like in Logis with the number of equipment slots, equipment carried, and now bandwidth, it really kind of drives you into the proto or go home sort of model of play. Uh, do you think that's that's maybe a concern? I definitely thought about it a lot. Uh, the uh, the tiering just happens naturally with the uh, the slots, so nothing is gained and nothing is lost because you won't have access to the higher bandwidth using uplinks anyway. So I went through it and at Proto, you, ha you have these uplinks that have you know uh, two spawns or you, you can have fit more uplinks, but I don't think that, uh, I think it's all based on deployables and that the deployables number goes straight back to the combination of Proto and the, the slots that you already have. So it does not add on to tiering, uh, in my opinion. But if someone shows me the actual math to show to demonstrate that, uh, I'm I'm happy to look at it. Second, uh, I think we also have we still have the uh, the uh, idea from Cross and more or other logistics was to have a uh, way more uh, carried, less active idea, which I've explored properly. It can definitely uh, exist within the bandwidth uh, idea as well. So that's what we, we want to explore. But I don't think the tiering is a, a is a it, it doesn't add on to the to the uh, the uh, progression problem or, or the go pro or go home. No, I, I, I can see from a mathematical standpoint where you're coming from. I, I kind of th what I'm kind of going for is the. Um, uh, it, it, will players feel that it's worth it to run something less than Proto? Not, not the raw performance does, I think, scale well. I think it's one of those in terms of a matter of player feel, but it's a real dangerous thing when you start talking about power creep and all that kind of good stuff. But it's one of those where you know the logics is just because they're all about how much, how much, how much, and how many different types of equipment you carry. And how much how much you can put down? That's really where it kind of got my head thinking about it. But I, I think you're you're spot on in your analysis about the raw numbers. Actually, uh, you you said that bandwidth was decided, and I I actually prefer to think of it that it it kind of was apparent that it was wanted by the community in that feedback thread. Uh, if everyone had been like, no, that's the worst system ever, I I would have pulled it. I can guarantee that. We did not program a bit into it until I had started that feedback thread. No, so, I, I, I think that's a fair, think statement. That's a fair statement. And one and thing I would also ask is anytime that you deal with like a 
uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like a sub, like a subset of the community, like when you're dealing with the scouts or the lodges or this, well, you know, I, I would tell you that it, it was probably the majority of lodges like the bandwidth idea, but there was a pretty sizable minority that, that don't like it. Um, and I saw a lot of people commenting on it that were kind of what I, I joke around. I call them the one suit wonders guys that would put on like a lodgy suit, like once or twice, like usually at the beginning of a match, throw a bunch of up links down and, and that kind of stuff. So it, it doesn't affect their play that much. So I think some of the passion that you heard from uh, you probably from guys like me or uh, operator or next arc, things like that, that that's not unlike what you get from the barbershop, hopefully not quite as ragey and bitter and sort of poisonous, but just throwing that out there. Um, I think it was more along the lines because we, we try to, we actually do try to stay in the lodgy suits as much as possible. My, the only beef I had with it was, uh, and it's really about how you look at dust. And from the time I started playing dust, I always thought that the flexibility that you had in match was unparalleled in any game. Like you could do or be anything in that fight that you needed to be. If, if you had the appropriate skills uh, laid on. And I, I viewed it not so much in the terms of the lodgies, but it was more, it really took away some tactical flexibility. Now that's a perspective that I would have. And I think it's a perspective that some lodgies have. Um, but I do see exactly what you're saying. There's a lot of people that did like the idea. And like I said, right, wrong, or indifferent. I, I think it's one of those things that it's going to be in the game. So we do need to try to figure out how to help you supply like real-time data and information uh, and, and kind of the intangibles, like how does this really feel when you're playing? Like, what is it? Are you able to do your job better, more, worse, you know, the same uh, or just, just in a different way? And I think we, the player base owes you that. I hope, I hope we can uh, avoid some, Terrible mishaps, but we can definitely tweak tweak also in a, in a hotfix. Oh, no, you're, you're going to drop something in the pot at some point. You're going to have a grease fire, I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, another thing on the, the tiering, uh, if you wanted to base it on, like, let's say, uh, a fixed number, then who are you punishing or who are you affecting? So if, if, you, if you have the fixed number, let's say, the same as the standard or the advanced, then the standard can spam more than they should, and the prototype can't put out their equipment in relation to their... their uh, slots so that's okay. just uh, on that too so all right that's probably bandwidth yeah. i think you've got it covered brother um so is there anything like this uh that, that you really want players to know about uh patch 1.10 is there anything else out there that you really want to make sure that we're tracking let me pull up the patch notes real quick cool cool so while we're waiting real quick um the, the there's a sitting here writing up a list of different things I'd want to ask you and I'm scratching out most of them. Uh, but it, I, I think hearing your thoughts on how you approach things like bandwidth and scanning, I, honestly is uh, a pretty cool thing for me to hear. And I know it's, it's probably going to be a pretty cool thing for a lot of the listeners to hear because, you know, it, it's really hard to have a dialogue over, over the forum. So generally what we see is you, you like with these really, uh, well, well laid out spreadsheets and posts that, uh, that drop onto the forums. And, uh, then we all bum rush that thing. And then you'll occasionally have to come back with these snippets because you're trying to saturate people with you're, you're being saturated, saturated with information and you're trying to reply to us all. So, uh, this is actually pretty good to actually hear your thought process on this. So I did want to kind of mention that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a full-time job to actually do this properly. <laughs> I'll tell you. Who, who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. 
while whilst you're looking up, you mind if I add, if I throw a couple throw a couple excuse me throw a couple more questions at you while you're messing around with the patch notes? Oh shoot, shoot! I'm, I'm okay. okay, awesome. So. In case you've noticed, we've got a guy by the name of Sir Manboy who you may or may not be familiar with. I hear he's on the CPM, doesn't talk much, kind of a quiet guy, uh, but he's in the room with us. And I would be remiss <laughs> if I if I did not ask this question. What are your thoughts on having team deploy in faction warfare? Is it me or? Oh, yeah. No, that's you. That's all you, baby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what SMB's thoughts are. That's why I was asking you what yours are. <laughs> Uh, my thoughts on Team Deploy, that I've never heard that question before, ever, ever, ever in Skype. Uh, uh, it's definitely something uh, I've also, you know, played with a different option that, that he has not liked at all and speaks probably on behalf of a lot of players. Uh, my, my original kind of uh, thought was to reduce squads from six to four and allow people to combine two four-man squads into eight-man squads or platoons, 12 or 16, and then team deploy them into faction warfare. That's what we've been talking about. There's no, no secret in that. Uh, adamantly opposed is the uh, the four going for six to four. So I'm, I'm, we're kind of duking that out uh, before we go to the forums. But uh, the actual the platoon option is something that I've, I'm, I'm really interested in. And, and uh, as a part of a bigger kind of faction warfare package, uh, it's on the roadmap, I I believe, or if I'm if it's not, then I'm going to put it on the backlog. Is a kind of a, a polished pass on faction warfare from a, a featured standpoint, not just the loyalty store, which would be uh, trying to figure out a team deploy system where you can queue up with multiple squads in a platoon, and uh, also uh, having a kind of permanent sign up with a faction that you can't get out as easily. Uh, SMB and, and Cross already have a kind of well-designed, well-thought-out design that they've you know, been creating, I think, with, the, with uh, their kind of, what do you call it, their back rooms. But that's, that's the uh, kind of what's, what's on the list for Faction Warfare. But for me, and I've told them that very directly, is that Planetary Conquest is the marquee feature of Dust 504 as I see it. And, and I've always seen it as the primary uh, strength of the game itself. There's no other game that allows uh, persistent ownership of, of uh, districts or planets or, or anything like that in, in, in any other FPS. Uh, certainly not a uh, free-to-play game. So we are definitely going to work on Planetary Conquest. And okay. uh, Factional Warfare is... Uh, comes in second to Planetary Conquest, but uh, if we can do smart things with Faction Warfare, we'll definitely so, try to do that. I, I've got to ask you, because you kind of laid something out there that's, uh, and this is pretty uh, pretty apropos of why it's good to have these conversations. Um, I think that's the first that I've heard somebody say that, at least in that way, uh, or at least clearly in the last several months that PC is still king, because I think if you ask the player base right now, most of them would tell you that not much going on in PC. Um, so I guess my question is, I, I, here's the thing. It strikes me that based on what we've heard from CCP routinely is that, you know, there, there's a fairly finite amount of resources, you know, being time, effort, you know, all that kind of stuff that you can apply to uh, to dust, which, which I don't think that's any secret. But it strikes me that faction warfare is something that would be easier to iterate on 
and achieve a lot of the things that you want versus PC that would require, I think, much more dramatic changes to make it a worthwhile and be accessible to enough of the player base is, would you say that's a fair, fair comment? Uh, not actually sure about the, the technical aspect. Faction warfare is not uh, much played and people probably know that uh, it's, it's played by uh, a kind of a hardcore dedicated elite that is not much bigger than Planter Conquest actually. And, uh, you know, that's why you see a few matches. That's why you have long waiting time. And, and just fixing loyalty store uh, offerings is not going to make people take that jump. But if you so, could deploy as a team, that's still better than waiting 24 hours for a timer at 2 o'clock in the morning to play a single a single match, right? Which is definitely why we, we also want to fix that. So Planter Conquest should be, for me, that's where corporations uh, should be accessible to all corporations. I said that in a thread somewhere. Okay. That's where I want all corporations to end up. I really do. I really want them. So we are talking about uh, smaller districts that only need 8v8 or 12v12 battles instead of 16v16. You know, difficult to, to, to bring up sometimes. Uh, we are thinking about uh, battle rewards, different battle rewards. Uh, we're thinking about a lot of things. And you can see the roadmap is uh, has three epics or, or epics for all releases for Planetary Conquest. We want to fix it and make it fun, and we want to make it rewarding. Faction Warfare is something that, you know, if, if you basically, if you, and we're I'm not going to say, I'm not saying we're going to, but they are competing for a similar crowd. And if you want to fix one and you can't fix both, then I'm going to, I'll tell you, I'm going to fix Planter Conquest. If I can fix Faction Warfare on the way, I'll definitely try to do that. But for me, uh, that's not uh, how the roadmap is. So now I've got to ask, because this is, um, you know, again, without, we could do a whole show on PC and, and we've, we've done that, but it's just, I, th I think my fear is as long as that there's any way, shape or form that, 20 people can control 50% of your star map. I think, I think you're going to have a hard time with PC. Uh, you know, I, I just, I would say that after you, you've clearly been messing around with dust 514 longer than any of us, but I think most of us in the room have probably been, been here for, you know, going on two years, a little more, more than two years. And that, that has always been the marquee problem with, with PC is that the bottleneck of, of players that can, that, because of the way the mechanics are that can control that system. Yep, which is exactly, it's good that we know the problems. Yep, no, I think that's fair. Okay, um, I, I, I do, I know we're kind of running short on time with you, but I had a, 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 couple, a couple questions or really just kind of, um, I wanted to highlight a couple things. You've mentioned the term roadmap, which by the way, you've, you guys have actually put a roadmap up on the web. Uh, you've got a Trello board, which I had never heard of that before in my life, by the way. That, that's It's really cool um, that you allow players access to view your roadmap and to uh, basically add very direct, very pithy comments about things for consideration to add to uh, components of the roadmap, I guess is the way to describe it. Um, I thought that was a great move, by the way. Uh, and it's one of the things that I think is a huge communication step forward uh, because you know, to be to be frank, you know, CCP is not um, 
they generally have a, a great relationship with their player base in terms of communication. But I, I think it is a fair assessment as a player that, um, you know, there's no secret there's been some real challenges with communication from CCP Shanghai about the, you know, kind of the future of the game, uh, you know, going back to FanFest. You know, that's that's not a shocker. But I think you guys are taking a huge step forward with the Trello board and, and the way that you are describing sort of like the next two to three months, uh, which I think is about how far that roadmap went out. Um, if you could talk a little bit about the Trello board and what you want to get out of it or what are the kind of things that are useful to you to see on that sort of interactive um, kind of workflow board, I, I think that would kind of help folks. Uh, it would focus them and, and maybe bring some attention where they could, uh, where they could assist you in the team. Yep. Uh, so we definitely, with, with Eve, even CCP has, uh, you know, in the, in the old days, I think the uh, community, uh, let's say, not controlled, but contributed more directly to development, like in the very early days where the devs were basically coding next to the, the you know, handful of players who were playing in the real early days. Uh, and we kind of, we, we talked a lot to the community, but I don't think we've ever really shared a lot of information like this before. Um, and you know we and in my opinion we've we've basically we we had the lead at some point then we lost the lead and then we we're basically being dragged under in the past like let's say year or so not all of that has been kind of due to the kind of lack of effort for development or or anything like that it's based it's just that that times are changing there's a lot of things going on in the company for a, for a long time and we've we've basically been trying to figure all these things out uh, and uh, you know, world darkness, etc. And we had to deal with some things. And and I think now we're in a, a little bit of a, a clear. And this is something that I always wanted to do before I even joined or took over Dust. Is is why aren't we doing this? Like uh, we have the biggest, we have a huge community that can basically give us uh, not only feedback, which is kind of iterative to the designs that we have, but also better ideas than we have. Because you know, hundred thousand minds are are better than three, even if if they have the kind of if they have the toolbox or the the kind of design to work within. So this is what I've been working on for a long time, and and in effect, we've had this Trello board since I took over. Uh, it's just my Trello board, and when I read the forums, I pick out you know smart ideas or or thoughts or whatever. I have my Trello board that is probably like a thousand uh, cards on it. And I, I intend to show that and share that with you guys, a read only at some point when I've cleaned it up a little bit, because it was not necessarily kind of uh, very uh, PC. Uh, you know, maybe I say that how oh, that little shit pokey it had some like bad. We, we say that all the time. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's very abusive. So I'm used to it. So I'm used to it. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, I'm going to clean it up so uh, people can see what I already have and they can compare notes with the, uh, the community Trello and kind of say, okay. And, and basically I want to kind of graduate ideas from the community Trello to my Trello, which is, which is basically then the backlog of ideas. Then we, when we settle on, on the roadmap and epic that, you know, a couple of ideas can fit into, then we start pulling from that. And if, if we have the votes enabled, We'll at least be able to see, you know, what's the community thinking, what they want, what's the most popular. We won't. It's not a competition. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not 
and I don't hesitate to say it, I'm never going to pick something that's popular that we don't like or doesn't fit, but it's it's really good to have that. And and I've taken direct feedback and put it in uh, as per the, uh, the the cloak scanning mechanism. It's just mm -hmm. basically straight from the barbershop, which is a nerf from the barbershop. So it's a it was a it was a it was a nice idea. I thought about it. I said, "Damn, that is elegant and smart," and I'll just use it. And uh, that's how things can happen. But that's how the uh, the community Trello is going to work. People are going to be there. I hope they're going to behave. Don't want to have to close it and clean up some like things that someone kind of raged on about and created or deleted cards or something. But because this is a you know you need to manage yourself a little bit in that mm -hmm. area. Uh, because I can't, I can't run both of them. So you know, don't turn it into a forum or a shouting match. But right now, it's working very well. Uh, ideas are kind of racking up. People are are sorting them and, and voting on them and discussing them and moving discussions to threads on on the the forum. So you know, it's working out very well right now. Yeah. And yeah. One of the things. And that it's just great. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just great. And and what I wanted to say about CSP is we weren't in the forefront anymore. Uh, new Kickstarters, uh, you know, community developed things, Daisy, Rust, all these things, they already had it. Rust has it has its own kind of, uh, I think maybe not Trello, but some kind of interactive page where players could, you know, tie in and, and, and communicate. And we just w want to kind of run with the herd. We have to be, we have to be uh, competitive on that as well. And it fits our new kind of style here in uh, Shanghai. Uh, Rouge is on, on like he's all about the community development. He loves, you know, Daisy is probably his favorite game of all time, I guess. Uh, a lot of us played Rust, and that's how we want to do. We want we want kind of low overhead community feedback, so we know the game is is good and 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 uh, what the community wants. We can't make it round like a, a small elite cadre of of people who are gonna you know make a game that caters just to them, but. It is great to have have that community and the goodwill that comes with it. The roadmap on itself, I think, is the first for CCP. I'm I'm going to guess. It, it I is. I, I, and I actually did some I, research, I on research on this. So I've so even I've talked to a couple of the CSM members, CSM members about this. About this. So, so normally what they see with the roadmap is a wall that is either A, blank, or B, filled with post-it notes with a lot of hastily scratched multicolored pens. So... I would give you like two big thumbs up on this one. <laughs> this is a, a, a cleaned up post-it. No, actually, I don't use the post-its thing. It's, uh, it's an agile thing where you have, you know, loads of people coming in and, and moving things up and down for days. And, and then someone's supposed to take pictures of it and translate it. Don't think that ever happens. The the wall is just there, and people go to it and pick up ideas or yeah. remember what they're supposed to do. I, I, I think it's a great uh, idea, man. And I'm, I'll tell you straight up, like when I saw that you had War Barge rating on there, I was like, oh, that's genius. Uh, that's something that play. You know, the, the, now, now I will I will go off on two things. One, that's a huge positive because that's something I've, I've always wanted is let me attack something, have a map in space on a station or a ship or something. And, and I think if you look at the map feedback part of the forum, there's quite a few uh, locations there. But, um, you know, I, I would just offer this. I, I'm incredibly excited about the uh, the roadmap that you guys have laid out. But the, the, the one thing in the back of my mind is that we've seen a lot of these things before. And 
you know, they didn't materialize very well, or there, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of drama in between there. So I'm personally rooting for you guys to really make a heavy go of this and, and really re- pick off a lot of the, uh, uh, a lot of the targets that you're setting for yourself publicly. I am, I am very much on board with that, but uh, like I said, I, I would be remiss if I didn't capture that uh, probably from the community that there's a lot of great stuff that, that is in the potential there, but it's, you know, particularly for the veterans, they're a little bit, a little bit cautious about it. So I appreciate, I appreciate you putting it out there. So um, real quick, what I'd like to do is I'm, I don't know if Rattati is trying to talk and he doesn't have his button down or not, but um, just open it up very quickly to, uh, to our folks, which basically everybody but Pokey is on the CPM. So that's why everybody's stone silent probably. Um, but if there's any uh, kind of questions or comments real quick, last parting shots for CCP Rattati. Um, if anything, just, you know, bravo on, on coming to talk with us and, and be, you know, literally vocal with the community. I think that uh, people seeing that the, the development team is actually talking with players and then being public in a in a, a media that's not just form posts and whatnot, I think is, is really good. So, you know, uh, this is definitely a, a good good direction. You guys are going with the roadmap and, and being more public. And I think that people are going to react extremely well to it. So for that, I thank you. It's It's really good to see. Awesome. Hello, uh, I yep. just got disconnected. So Pokey has an incredibly eloquent statement about, uh, about his discontent his... and his concerns with your personal style on the forums. Nice. And I, you... nice. <laughs> I, I love how snarky he is in the forums. Don't, don't tell don't, him to change. Uh, yeah, I, was, I don't know where I got cut off, but yes, uh, some res- reservation, re- reservations yeah, about the, uh, the uh, three-month roadmap that we've promised before. And, and yes, it's not 10 years sure. anymore, it's three years, three months. So uh, we'll, we'll take it a little bit slower. And I think uh, from from definitely uh, these things are possible that we're putting up there. N- none of this is kind of uh, pie in the sky stuff. We've uh, learned a little bit of lesson than that. Uh, you probably see that uh, a lot of, not a lot of Eve link connections also, uh, those have, made our our kind of life more complex so we are going to fix dust without we're going to talk to eve later when we fixed our shit you sir are a gentleman and a scholar that's what i like to hear uh, and and here's the thing a lot of folks that uh, to make no bones about it there's a lot of first person shooters out there but the thing that is uniquely different or at least in the potential for dust is that it's linkage to eve and and i don't i don't want to um Belabor, you know, belittle the fact that I think one of the things that drew a lot of people to Dust is the ability to play in New Eden writ large, uh, but doing it through a different mechanic, you know, a first-person shooter platform versus, you know, sort of a, a space naval combat game. But it was that overall uh, attachment to the meta and then having having a sense of being part of something much larger than you, the individual player, which almost kind of what you're talking about in PC, but... Um, I do like the, the the fact that you haven't taken that off the t- taken that off the table. That let's make sure that we have a very quality uh, sort of product in a solid player community, and then perhaps reach back out to the New Eden uh, world in the form of an Eve linkage. Is that a fair statement to say? Like you know, down the road if things continue to progress positively. I'm gonna guess he got uh, he got disconnected again. Oh jeez. Now I, I can still see him. He's he's there. He's, he's probably trying to figure out which button to push to to talk. Oh no, he's yep, we he's, there. he's here back. Okay. Okay, something's wrong. I, I 
I see my internet break basically just shuts off and down. I don't know what's happening. All right. Well, we are. Okay. okay. Well, 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 we'll go ahead and we can go ahead and kind of call it because I know you got to get back to uh, doing some work. If you want uh, clarifications on anything on roadmap, I'm happy to to spend three minutes before we go to lunch. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. How, how about this? We'll, we'll, we'll take what we've got right now, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of uh, questions from the listeners, and, and you'll probably see some stuff posted on the forums. That's fine. Uh, but what maybe we could do is, uh, you know, in a few weeks, like three or four weeks, we can maybe bring you back and we could have a, a, a discussion that's more focused on kind of what you see in the next two to three months. And, and that would probably answer a lot of our, our listeners questions. And, and other than that, I think we can do a quick round of shout outs and, uh, and probably let you get going on your way. How's that sound? Absolutely fine. Okay. Awesome. Um, let's see. Iron Wolf Saber. Uh, this is Iron Wolf Saber, and I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone who's been uh, giving feedback to the design document I've been throwing together. I, I haven't gotten through all the comments yet, but there's a lot, there's still so much more to do, so keep them coming. Good deal. Pokey? Uh, special shout-out to, to Ritati. I, I know you missed what I said earlier, but just, you know, I, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure the community appreciates you being more vocal and, and coming on a, a show like this to, to actually speak with people directly on a format that's other than the form, so... You know, uh, real props to you. I, I think it's a good direction that uh, the development team is going, and I think it's going to uh, work out really well for everyone. Okay. Uh, SMB? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, all my boys and gals over at Molan Labe. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I think it's awesome that we're having conversations like the one we're having tonight and that the game is in such a positive place. You know, looking back just a couple of months, you know, who would have thought that we would be talking about, you know, these new builds and, and the future of the game in the way that we are. So I think it's a really exciting time to play Dust, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled to be on the CPM and working with Rattati and, you know, all the other guys at uh, CCP. I think it's awesome. Yep. And Soraya? Yeah, I'm going to give uh, two, two shout-outs. One I'm going to give to actually Kane Sparrow, who I've been uh, doing FACWAR syncs with this week. Um and uh, that's been a lot of fun, though. He's been making me fight for the evil Amar. Um, and uh, my other shout-out is, of course, to CCP Rotati for uh, making our show awesome with with the dev. Wait, wait a minute. Our show's awesome anyway. What the hell? Okay. More uh, awesome. So, okay, that's fair. I can work with that. All right. So a um, couple shout-outs this week. Uh, I, I will give CCP a shout-out because he's a cool dude. Not because he has to come here and make the show better. How about that? But he's still a cool dude. Um, but but seriously, I would like to give a quick shout out to uh, some of the guys on Agony Unleashed. They run a uh, a PvP class for uh, for newer guys on the east side, and they're willing to take on a bunch of dusters. And I'll tell you right now, I will sponsor the uh, kind of the fees because uh, you do have to pay them. Uh, I will sponsor the first 10 dust mercs that call me or shoot me a note uh, on my uh, either my in-game client or Twitter. I'll make a little list, and I will pay your entrance fees into our PvP basic class if you're interested in playing EVE. Uh, so that's an open open shot to anybody in dust. Uh, so it's really better for the new bros if you're interested in going out and dropping orbitals for people and you want to kind of know how to survive a little bit. Uh, they're, they run PVP basic classes about once a month ish. 
um, and CCP Rattati, because I know that people have challenged you to play Eve a little bit. If you're interested, I will pay your entrance fee as well. <laughs> uh, I've tried a couple of times. Okay. It's not a game for me. And the last thing I'm going to say uh, before I turn it over to CCP uh, Rattati for uh, kind of the last word shout outs is Pirate Drop Suits. Okay, so CCP Rattati, any shout outs? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shout out to uh, the team, the Dust team and the, the Dust Live team, Team Storm Raiders and Dust Respawn. Uh, those guys are the, uh, the strong silent type. They don't post a lot and they don't uh, chat a lot, but they are here and they're listening and they're uh, hitting, hitting awesome velocity and, and uh, they keep hitting out the park. Uh, let's hope 1.10 is as good as 1.9 was. And uh, the CPM is my other. I actually, yeah, I don't want to fawn over them, but this is, uh, I never worked with the CPM zero, but CPM one is just like, you know, uh, uh, my right hand, definitely. So I talked to them on Skype, I talked to them uh, on email and, and they're all there with uh, support and uh, great feedback. And they are just a true heroes of dust. That's it. All right. Hey, thanks, brother. And guys, we really appreciate everybody coming out for, uh, or at least either dialing us up on the live. Oh, wait, we're not live streaming. That's twice now. Or hitting us up on iTunes uh, for episode 32 of Biomast uh, with our special guest, CCP Rattati, who, for the record, we have invited, and he's at least made positive noises that he would be willing to come back at some point in the future at an undetermined time. Um, but what we would like to do in, in all seriousness, uh, we would like to have you back on maybe, you know, in, in, a, in a month or two and have just like a m much more informal conversation. Like maybe we can just kind of shoot, shoot the breeze a little bit about what you see going on in game more as a player, not as a dev. And I think it'd be great to hear your perspective on how you see things in the game. Uh, when you're playing, I know you're a big like Galente assault guy, I believe. So should be should be a lot of fun, and uh, we would love to have you on again. And we really appreciate you coming on and talking to all the Dust players. Thanks a lot. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Okay. And with that, guys, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Good night and good weekend, and happy holidays.